Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today, we get to speak with Noah Scott. He is a world traveler and experienced creator on a quest to help people realize their boldest dreams and leverage their potential to the fullest. He is a published author, visual artist, filmmaker, and the founder of The Big Possible. It's a podcast and social club featuring retreats in exotic destinations all around the world. Welcome to the show, Noah. Amazing. Thank you so much for for putting this together and inviting me to be on the show. Thank you. Well, these days, it's almost hard to like pin down where in the world you might be and are. Um, tell us a little bit about where you are today and what you're working on. Yeah. So currently, I am in a little surf town on the coast of Ecuador called Montanita. And it was just carnival here. If, for those of you who are familiar with the Latin culture, carnival kind of happens throughout all of Latin America. And it's a big chance for everyone to just take a few days off of work and get out and celebrate. So this surf town really was epic. There was just music everywhere, people dancing in the streets. It was it was quite the experience. So now that's kind of settled and I'm just enjoying a little bit of time to just unwind, start to plan the next uh, retreat that I'm doing and just enjoy some time to R&R, get a tan and, and drink some coconuts. Well, that sounds really fun. So give us sort of the before and after, because I know you weren't always um, sort of a world traveler scoping out locations for your next retreat. You had a, a different life and, you know, this is your life today. What was your old life and what was that transition like? Oh, this has honestly been a decade long transition full of so many experimentations and, and just iterations on where I'd, I'd want, want to go. So I think we'll, we'll start from the very We'll start from the dark period, right? Like in my 20s, I had a, I was a full-on delinquent. I, I spent the majority of my 20s chasing validation by going out to parties, trying to hang out with people that I thought were influential, but really it was just ended up going and in a dead end spiral, worked uh, as a bartender, as a, as a sort of a, I, I want to say a model, but like I didn't really make that much money. So it was more just for the ego. <laughs> and then you know, eventually I, I just got to a point where it was like, all right, this isn't going anywhere. My life is not, I'm just at a dead end, I'm completely broke. And I was like, all right, something's got to change. So I did a trip to Japan, walked across the country on, on a path called the Tokaido. It's kind of like, when I got this, like, all right, one thing I want to do with my life is to, is to create a experience where I can bring people all around the world and to basically have a, a small boutique hotel, but I didn't know how to do that. And I figured, okay, I got to build a career. I got to build a business and start acquiring a network. So I came back to LA and started a production company from the ground up. Before I knew it, we were one of the premier companies in LA doing short films. Eventually we got to the point where we were able to produce a feature film using the cash flow from the business. And that was like incredible to, to put that notch on the belt and say, wow, this is something that we did. And then something happened. I got a little bit fearful 
I was looking at where the business was going and we made a lot of decisions out of ignorance or just out of not really knowing what we were doing. And even though the business was finally doing really well, I got kind of bored and I wanted to switch gears and start working in marketing. So I found a cushy marketing job and I was at this agency for like five years. And the crazy thing happens when you're a full-time job, you start to get complacent. You start to use use the job as a security blanket. You stop taking risks. And I, I noticed that was happening to myself, but I didn't know what to do about it. And so on the side, I kept experimenting and tinkering with different ideas that I could turn into a business. And all the while, I didn't realize that I was actually kind of afraid to lean into this idea that I had to start a boutique hotel. I didn't know how to get started. So I, I distracted myself with all these other projects in the meantime. Like I, I, st I started an art career, sold out of my out of my art. I learned how to paint and held an exhibit. Then I wrote and published a book and I was like, okay, I'm going to teach people how to start side hustles because here I'm doing all these little random projects like doing candles, t-shirts. And before I know it, I'm like, this isn't what I really want to do. And I was doing coaching for people like one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I realized I was having a conversation with my coach one day and really just kind of venting about how this coaching business, I'm pouring in so much time and energy into it but it, it's not paying out. It's not, it's not like the switch isn't being flipped yet. And he's like, bro, you know what you got to do? I see you really just running retreats. I see you as this person who's doing retreats in cool places. People are coming by, you're giving them an experience. And the light bulbs went off and I realized this is the exact same thing I've been writing in my vision for the last decade. And I was just too afraid to actually say, okay, I can do this. I'm ready. I don't need to keep doing the baby steps anymore. And so that was, that was really the ultimate impetus. It was the catalyst for me saying, all right, this is, there's no more time to sit here and, and put this off. You need to, you need to embrace this. And sure enough. So that moment I, I went and I booked an Airbnb for the place. I sent out 10 texts to people that I thought would be in my network that would, that would jump at this opportunity. And the real, the answer came when I had one of those 10 people I text say, I'm in absolutely. How much, how much is it? And I said, okay, I'm going to do 2K. And he's like, all right, I'm in. That sounds reasonable. And so that was like the validation that I needed to, to eventually just say, okay, this is going to work. Let's quit the job. I've got enough cash in the bank to make this happen. And here we are now. I'm completely sold out for my retreat that's happening in about two weeks, already taking pre-sales for the next one in Morocco. And it, it really just happened because eventually... Enough was enough. And it was like, all right, you have to do your own thing. You can't keep hiding with a security blanket of your full-time job. Now I have to know what other locations are on your list for future retreats? What other countries, cities, places that are on your, your dream list there? Yeah. So I, I have obviously a big love for Japan. I studied Japanese in, in college and did several trips there. So Japan's up there. First, the, the one that's happening at the time of this recording in two weeks is in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Beautiful villa. There's like six floors and like an infinity pool, hot speakers coming out too. The next one is in Agadir, Morocco, which is on the coast, of, a little bit outside of Marrakesh. I have a friend who's, who's really knowledgeable about, about Morocco. So I've been really consulting with her, just figuring out where the most magical place would be. And the beauty in Agadir is it's, it's, it's right on the coast. So you get the, you get all the benefits of the surf plus the desert, you can do the safaris in the desert. And it's just that culture of Morocco, like just, it's so exotic. And I, I really can't wait for that one. After that, I think when the water warms up in Mykonos, we'll do something towards September in Mykonos. But yeah, I, th I think that the sky's the limit. I think it's, if I could just find cool places where 
there's a little bit of an arbitrage in the cost. So if I can if I can extend the dollar and make sure that I'm getting something fantastic, then I'm all in. And you know, it would be a great experience for the guests, something that they can write home and be like, "Wow, I can't believe I went to this place." That's that's kind of anything that that's got that charm to it. I'm definitely adding it to the list. Well, I think that list is phenomenal. I'm sure there's people listening going, I want to go to every single one of those places. What is the best way for people to connect with you if they want to get on that list so they are aware of all your upcoming and scheduled events plus anything you put together in the future? Yeah, it's really simple. You just go to thebigpossible.com. And actually there I have everything from the retreats. There's a nice, easy tab on the top. You can see retreats, but there's also... I have a podcast where I interview people like yourself, other cool people that I'll do like five interviews a week and a little bit of a blog that I've started. But this is this is where I'm consolidating all of my efforts into this project called The Big Possible. And so for The Big Possible, you're there now, you've, you've accomplished so much, but the traveling lifestyle is not um, all like palm trees and hammocks. I mean, there's a lot of logistics, there's a lot of sort of time efficiency that, that works in because... You also want to have your own time to enjoy these places because being an event planner, I mean, that is that can be a little nuts. I did an event myself one time. It was in Fiji, which is just an amazing, magical place. But because I was the event planner, I was sort of running around ragged, right? And I didn't get a chance to enjoy it as a guest would have. So how do you balance that so that you don't end up sort of working a hustle type job in these exotic, beautiful, relaxing places? Yeah, it's really tricky because there's always a trade-off. It seems that if if you're in somewhere beautiful, then the Wi-Fi is kind of choppy, as you can tell from some of the edits we had to do on the earlier interview. And you know, there's also the challenge that if you want to see a lot of things and, and see a lot of places, there's kind of a pack in, pack out, and living out of a suitcase. It can be really stressful. So I've kind of found a few things through trial and error that really work. I actually tried to do this remote lifestyle a year ago, and I did like five months between Costa Rica and Mexico. And because I didn't really have this stuff figured out, I was every like five days, I was bouncing around to a different Airbnb. And then I would be late booking for something. And then there wasn't anything available. I'd end up next to a nightclub with like tons of of loud music, don't get any sleep. And so all of these little things, it really comes down to make sure that you're always a few steps ahead in terms of your plan, like where you're going to go. That way you don't have this anxiety hanging over your head about where can I sleep tonight? How can I make sure that this is going to be a great spot? And if you do a 30-day Airbnb rental, you're going to A, save a little bit of money on, on the cost. So you can now splurge a little bit in doing day trips. You can do cool excursions, give yourself some massage here and there to relax and unwind. And you don't have to have the extra stress of packing in every every five days or every week. So if you can give yourself the opportunity to slow down and actually do 30 days to 60 days in one location or one country, you'll be able to see a lot and, and actually experience what it's like to live there without the anxiety of having to see, do, and, and, and jump on all kinds of different activities. So as a nomadic entrepreneur, globe trotting and sort of that digital nomad lifestyle, what are some apps or just really useful tips or hacks that you have for people who want that same sort of nomadic lifestyle? All right. So if you have good credit, get a, get a great travel card that gives you access to the lounges. So MX Platinum or the Chase Sapphire Pervert, uh, Chase Sapphire Reserve will give you lounge access, they'll give you airline credits, they'll give you global entry. So you can really use that 
arbitrage. And then you're also getting points for your airline flights, all the expenses that you do. So definitely recommend getting some kind of card that's going to give you a little bit of those travel benefits. The other amazing thing is actually getting a, a virtual mailbox. So you can set up a virtual mailbox. You can just check in from online. And this way, you're never going to miss an important mail. They have for just a couple of dollars, you can forward the any important documents anywhere in the world. And they're relatively expensive. There's like anytime mailboxes. There's iPostal, which is what I'm using. And they're roughly about 10 to $20 a month. Totally worth it for the, the peace of mind knowing that you have a virtual virtual address. And if you really want to make sure that you have great Wi-Fi and a great connection, check out, honestly, like this is going to be kind of sound strange, but a WeWork membership, because that way you're guaranteed to have a really swanky office. When I was in Colombia, I was in Medellin, they have three beautiful locations. So that was totally worth it to have that WeWork. We know you're going to have something dependable. You know, you're going to be able to network with other cool lifestyle entrepreneurs who are there as well. And then... This is probably the the biggest thing that people don't really think about, but every expat city has a community and they usually have a really cool WhatsApp, WhatsApp group as well. So if you are planning to head to a community, do a quick Facebook search for, for a group and you'll find that everywhere, like Medellin in particular, has a very active business owner WhatsApp where they have events and they'll post flyers. And that way, if you land in a place, you're going to be instantly connected to the doers and the shakers and the, and, and, you know, the people that are active in the community. And you don't have to get some time to catch your bearings, build a network, and you'll walk out of that experience feeling like you're already connected to the community. So those are just a few tips. I, I hope that's been helpful and not like too much overload. But yeah, feel free to, to ask if there's anything in particular that stands out. Those are amazing tips. And then for, you know, you, you used to be a filmmaker. You've worked in in that kind of artistic field. Now you're working, it's more of like event planning and travel and creating experiences for people that are in person. Do you think you're going to also do sort of like a mini documentary of some of these events? Or are you going to kind of bring in some of that video and filmmaking flair into what you're doing with the events? I love that question. Yes, I have. So content's always been a big, a big driver for me, you know, working, creating all that content for the other business that I had also at the marketing agency. That was a big thing I was doing was just creating content all day long. And now that I'm traveling, it's, it's, you have to kind of balance, like, how do I capture great content? How do I record great stuff, but also still be in the moment. And so for the retreats, I'm going to have to be wearing a lot of hats, juggling a lot of things, but I'll definitely be. So I have two great videographers that are showing up to the, the Mexico retreat. One of them is flying in from Hawaii. The other one uh, is flying in from LA. And so we're going to be capturing that moment and then getting the real behind the scenes input of what the guests are experiencing, you know, what I'm going through in the terms of, of creating this event. And that, you know, all of that B-roll, no matter what industry you're in, the B-roll is so important to document your story and, and allow your customers and, and as well as your, you know, yourself later down the road to connect with the, the journey of, of the process of building. So I'll definitely be adding in a little bit of that. And the other thing that eventually there might be some cool things like, okay, we'll, we'll do a mural in a, in a city if, if I make a connection with somebody and it's like, that could be a cool group activity. Really just thinking about how to involve that creativity and expression with the experience of all coming together. And so for right now, yeah, definitely some video. And then later down the road, we might add in some experiential experiences like painting together and doing some other cool stuff like that. 
Well, I can't wait to see some of that footage because it sounds like it's going to be just amazing, not just to be there, but then to like experience it through the camera lens um, later. And, and I'm sure that that will be a really great way to create additional memories for everyone who attends because it'll be memorialized in a way that's just really fun. And of course, will help you get new uh, people to sign up to do a future event once they see, you know, how much fun everyone's having at these at these retreats and these gatherings. So tell us one more time, how do people get in touch with you either to listen to your podcast, to sign up for a future retreat, um, or just to follow you in your blog and everything you're working on? Yeah, uh, thebigpossible.com. And if you want to hit me up on social, you can find me at follow Noah on basically Instagram. And then, uh, yeah, just send me an email, Noah at the big possible. Happy to chat through anything. If you're thinking about taking the leap, or going out and adventuring, I'm happy to just lend a listening ear and, and see if I can maybe help you get the courage to actually do that big thing that you've been waiting for. So feel free to reach out and uh, yeah, interested in Morocco. I think that will be, it's on pre-sale now. So should be a cool experience. Well, definitely follow Noah. Noah, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're an amazing guest. I love just keeping up with everything you're working on and can't wait to see you sometime soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Flavia. Guess what, lifestyle solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses, publish a paid newsletter, launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com, and that K stands for Kajabi. Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind, and I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.